like his mother used to make. Uncle Jake's Place, St. Joe, Missouri, 1874. I was born in Indiana, says the stranger lank and slim, as us fellas in the restaurant was kind of guying him, and Uncle Jake was sliding him another pumpkin pie and an extra cup of coffee with a twinkle in his eye. I was born in Indiana more'n 40 years ago, and I ain't been back in 20, and I'm working backwards slow, but I've eaten every restaurant twixt here in Santa Fe, and I want to state this coffee tastes like getting home to me. Pour us out another, Daddy, says a feller warming up, a speaking across the saucer full as Uncle took his cup. When I seed your outside out yonder, he went on to Uncle Jake, come in and get some coffee like your mother used to make. I thought of my old mother and that Posey County farm and me a little kid again, a hanging in her arm as she set the pot of and broke the eggs and poured them in. And the fella kind of halted with a tremble in his chin. And Uncle Jake, he fetched the fella's couple coffee back and stood as solemn as a minute as an undertaker would. Then he sort of turned and tiptoed towards the kitchen door. And next, here comes his old wife out with him, a ribbon of respects. And she rushes for the stranger and she hollers out, it's him. Thank God we met you coming. Don't you know your mother, Jim? And the fella, as he grabbed her, says, You bet I ain't forgot. But wiping of his eyes, says he, Your coffee's mighty hot. Hi, Grandma. Can you hear this? I was able to... Click the link, but it didn't say that you had a message to me. It just said that I could send a message to you. Do you want to say anything, Juju? Hi, Grandma. Love you. The Old-Fashioned Bible How dear to my heart are the scenes of my childhood that now but in memory I sadly review. The old meeting house at the edge of the wildwood, the rail fence and the horses all tethered thereto, the low sloping roof and the bell in the steeple, the doves that came fluttering out overhead as it solemnly gathered the God-fearing people to hear the old Bible my grandfather read. The leather-bound Bible my grandfather read. The blessed old volume, the face that above it, as now I recall it, is gravely severe. Though the reverend eye that droops downward to love it makes grander the text through the lens of a tear, and as down his features it trickles and glistens, the cough of the deacons is still in his head like the haloed patriarch's lens as he listens to hear the old Bible my grandfather read. The leather-bound Bible my grandfather read. Ah, uh, who shall look backward with scorn and derision and scoff the old book though it uselessly lies in the dust of the past, 
while this newer revision lisps on of hope and a home in the skies. Shall the voice of the master be stifled and riven? Shall we but hear a tithe of the words he had said? When so long he has listening, learned out of heaven to hear the old Bible my grandfather read, the leather-bound Bible my grandfather read. By Any Other Name by James Whitcomb Riley. First, the teacher called the roll. Close to the beginning, Adeline Bowersocks set the school a-grinning. Winter time and stinging cold when the session took up cold as we all looked at her, though she couldn't look up. Total stranger to us. Country folks ain't all us nigh so shameful and polite as some people call us. But the honest facts is then Adeline Bowersox's feeling was hurt, and she cried half an hour. My desk was crossed from hern, sat and watched her trying to pretend she didn't care, and a kind of drying up her tears with smiles till I thought, well, Adeline Bowersox is plain, but she's pretty as a piney. It's been many a year since that most uncommon curious name of Bowersox struck me so abominable and outlandish-like. I changed it to Adeline Dobberspeck, and that nearly killed her daddy. Hi, Janelle, Julianne, and Addison. This is Grandma Bernice. Can you hear me? I hope you can. I want to be able to read to you. I want to read some of James Whitcomb Riley's poems so you can hear the Hoosier dialect. And then some of them are not in dialect. Some of them are in just plain, really good English. My name is Bernice Moore. I'm Linda Tannis's mom. Uh, Linda got saved before I did. She used to pray for her mama, I know. Anyway, on January the 20th, 1963, in northern Indiana, it was about... 10 below zero, maybe colder, I'm not sure. It had been below zero for several days. Anyway, my life was a mess. I had been raised in church, went to church and Sunday school, memorized scripture, sang in the choir, got married in church. Anyway, my life was a mess. I was divorced. I had three beautiful daughters. But like I say, my life was a mess. And I decided that everyone would be better off without me. I knew my mom and dad would take care of the girls. And I wouldn't, they, they'd be better off if I wasn't around. 
Anyway, I had walked and walked and walked a couple of miles, and I had not seen one car. It was a Sunday morning. I came to a railroad crossing. The gates were down, and it was a crossing where there were gates on both sides. And I got in the middle, and I stood there and waited as a train was coming. A car pulled up, and a man got out of the car, started to come towards me. I didn't want anyone else to get hurt. I just wanted to do away with myself. So anyway, I walked on, got on the other side, and I kept walking. I don't know how long the train was. I don't know. I, a car never went by me. But I walked probably another half mile or maybe even three-quarters of a mile. But at the corner of Klein Avenue and 45th, in between Highland and Griffith, Indiana, that Sunday morning, there was a church there on the corner, and it had bells. And the bells were playing, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. And I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a, and anyway, I knew the song and I knew the words. And I got, I got down in a snowdrift and I begged God to help me, to forgive me, to help me be, take care of my girls. And Lord, fix my life. And you know what? Starting that day, he began to really work me over good. I walked on and went to my sister's house. Of course, I was a really a icicle by the time I got there. And uh, my sister and her husband gave me some coffee and got me warmed up and anyway that was the day that I trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior that was the day that I said yes I am a sinner I thought I was okay but I only had head knowledge I could quote the scriptures but I had not trusted Christ that's the day I did and after that oh the blessings he poured on day after day, year after year, and here I am. I'll be 85 in September. I still have most of my marbles. I have a very large extended family, and I am seeing some of my grandchildren and great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior, too. And it's such a blessing. But I just pray that anyone who knows these things in their head would also know them in their heart, that they wouldn't miss salvation by, what would that be, 12 inches from your head to your heart? Anyway, think about it. 
I love the Lord. Praise his holy name.